you've opened the door. You've now entered a dimension where your family is going with you too far. Let me out. <laughs> This is a tattoo far, and this is Taj here with uh, Demona, Hattie, and Athena. Hello, and uh, this is family members in the TV show. And so I picked round three. So um, I picked Twilight Zone. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> One of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. So, um, God, do I have to explain Twilight Zone? I mean, I know well, it hasn't I mean, there's, been. There's, well, for maybe, maybe a basic. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, before Black Mirror, there was Twilight Zone. Amen. And so um, it was an anthology series, so not every episode linked to any other episodes. Um, the uh, best seasons are seasons one, one and two because they were written all by Rod Sterling. So, I mean, that guy almost killed himself writing season two, but uh, and he's the main voice when you hear it. So um, there was a later Twilight Zone, uh, but it was kind of, Kind of like it turned in not tales from the crypt, but it was kind of more horror than you know, actual Twilight. Tales Zone. from the dark side, or tales from the dark side. That's what I'm thinking of. And then around the same time as Twilight Zone was one called uh, what was the one the beyond more, something beyond. Um, there was a beyond fiction, not beyond. It was something like don't adjust the horizontal, don't adjust the vertical. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and yeah. I watched that too, but I yeah. cannot think of it. So, but yeah, so it. The concept of Twilight Zone was always like something that you thought was mundane turned into something extraordinary or something kind of extraordinary that turned out mundane, mundane so type of thing. So um, they had, you know, they had one where it's these four people, they're in this room with no doors and windows and they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on and they are try keep trying to climb out and they can't and then you come to find out their toys in the shoebox. Oh, yeah. Right. And then you yeah. have um, other ones where uh, these people are in the neighborhood and then all the power turns off. That is my favorite. That's <laughs> the one I was just thinking of. That is my favorite. Oh, uh, some, I think it's what happened on Mulberry. No. Mulberry think, That's Dr. Seuss. That's Dr. Seuss. It's, <laughs> no, it's oh. something similar. But yeah, it's, so what turns, like all the lights turn off and then one house gets their power on and then all the neighbors are angry at that neighbor and it turns into mass chaos and you come to find out it was aliens messing around with the Aww. electricity trying to see what humans would do if you turned off all their power. <laughs> and, like we're elaborate. And for the yeah. longest, you didn't nice. know that it was aliens. And that's yeah. what made the Twilight Zone so good. It made you think with the characters, what is going on? And then to find out that it's either maybe you thought the same, but more than likely you were way off and they would just blow your mind. Yeah. And Twilight Zone um, is like one of my, when it comes to TV series and sci-fi or horror, it's, it's one of the top five. And then we're talking about the later version of the earlier version of the show yeah um because the later version was a little watered down yeah a little watered down a little bit more horror-y uh, you know or more like more friendly it was actually a little more uh, appropriate oh, for preteens, like okay. where they could more understand it wasn't and the first few like 
fantasy oriented the first couple more so than like the horror part of it they could become horror because it depend on it depended on the visual as well as like if you listen to it on the radio you could say it's more sci-fi Mm-hmm. So are you talking visual. about the colored one or the more black? I'm talking one? about the black and white. Oh, okay, yeah, because we after Rod Sterling quit, like he kind of went, but then there was a colored one, like I want to say back in the 90s. Really? I think that's that's one. But that it, and I want to say it came out after the Twilight Zone, the movie, which that one starts out horror-wise. Because well, me and my mom always used to have a joke because the way it starts out is like the guys are the guy picks up a hitchhiker. And then the hitchhikers, like, they're listening to radio, and then they 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 play this. So me and my mom used to do it kind of jokingly, but it's like they play this thing called TV theme songs, right? And so the guy would sing one theme song, and then they, he'd be like, "Oh, it's that show," and then the guy would switch, right? Uh-huh. And so it ends with the guy does the Twilight Zone theme song, turns into like a werewolf, and rips him apart, oh. and then it shows the tile screen of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and oh. So and that's why it's like, jeez, yeah. I mean, it wasn't graphic, but you could tell... Still brutal. Still brutal, yeah. So that's where the Twilight Zone kind of took this weird turn into... Yeah. So, um, for my family member, I picked <laughs> my estranged stepsister, Sandra. Um, or Sandra. So, um, I shouldn't do last name. Sorry. Uh, anyways. There's plenty of them. Yeah, Williams sure. are too hard to narrow down. Sure. Okay. So, uh... With, um, with the concept I wanted to do was like, because sometimes they would do stories on other planets. So with this story, it'd be uh, she's a, a person on another planet. And so what you got to understand about my sister is um, she loves growing plants and is a big animal lover. Like her empathy level for animals is like at the a, roof? through the roof. Okay. Uh, Peter and, levels? kind of yeah because more i mean yeah she'd rather and that's kind of where the twilight zone story comes in is that alien planet kind of helps these plants grows and and kind of has high empathy for the animal life and then you know there's a colony there but she kind of feels like they're hurting the animals and so she kind of helps them to the extent that all the other humans get killed and she's the only person there left with the animals and plants help, help caring for them so she's one of those that puts animals over people. Like, nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like that. I like that you put it on another planet. I like that you, how you incorporated it into into a show. I could see that being like. Now, was that based on an episode, or did you kind of create that episode? I can create that episode. Cool. Because I could see that. Yeah. Especially if, if if she felt that the humans weren't trying to coexist with the animals or plants, they were like, "Oh, we're just chopping down. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can eat that one." Or you know, it's like it's like you know, you know, especially if the animals like being docile and kind of like domestic. And it's like you know, rather than trying to adopt as a pet, people are like, "Oh, look, easy cooking." You know, you know, nice. you know what? Tra- that's how you could build it as a yeah. story. You know, cool. So yeah. Well, so. <laughs> is, is that, I don't, do you want me to talk more? <laughs> um, I, mean, I can get into it. It's, it's, I can go um, if you. Um, so for my Twilight Zone, uh, um, well, for the fam. So this time I had to make it personal because I am the black sheep of the family. Um, 
I, I am the one that has more of a spiritual connection to sort of dark things, uh, scary things, okay? And I will explain this, and this is going to be hopefully uh, really good. So I, I picked, um, this is the Twilight Zone, the later version, the in color. Um, that okay. says it's a little more, I say PG-13, definitely not for little kids, but yeah. a little more PG-13. Um, um, and this uh, episode, it was called The Shadow Man. And there's a part one and part two. But basically, it starts out, 13-year-olds should not be afraid of the dark. But for Danny, they will come up, from, um, for Danny, they'll come up from the dark in the Twilight Zone. Um, and I just, like, immediately, I'm like, I'm Danny. So it starts with episode one. He he gets kind of bullied. Now, I was never bullied. Um, but he kind of gets picked on. But he's, he's he shrugs it off. He's not affected by it. You know, um, there's a girl he likes, um, clearly has a boyfriend. She's more popular. They sneak up on him and play a practical joke on him. Um, after that, um, that night, he, his bed starts to shake. Um, and this shadow wearing a hat comes up out from the bed. And... It says, this is the sign, this is all it ever says. I will never harm the person, I'm the shadow man. Mm-hmm. I will never harm the person under whose bed I live. Okay? And he's terrified. The next day at school, Danny finds out that some, some, some people were attacked that had were in the prank that they played on him. And they were attacked in a park by some unknown dark figure. So, going to the next night, again, the shadow man comes out. I'm the shadow man. I will never harm the person under whose bed I sleep. Now, um, as a child, and even into my adult years, I was not allowed to watch scary movies. (laughs) The first time I ever saw a scary movie, I was maybe 10 years old, and it was Freddy Krueger, and my cousin was doing my hair, and she made me watch. Oh, Um, (laughs) yeah, she basically would not turn the chair away from the TV. She turned the chair toward the TV and said, I'm not changing the channel. And she was a teenager, a little bit older than me. I love you, Tanya. Um, (laughs) And um, and mind you, we're in the country and 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 her mom's at work. They scared the crap out of me. But prior to that, I would have episodes of sleep paralysis. Um. There was, uh, I have seen shadows in my room where uh, at um, where we used to live when I was little um, in Germany. Mind you, I came to the United States when I was five years old. And I lived, I slept in the, on the second floor. There was a tiny window. I could always see the stars at night and I love looking out at the stars. Um, I don't remember a lot about my childhood, ironically. I remember bits and pieces and I remember shadow shadows in my room like i always knew there was some a presence and it just so happens later on in life i'd always feel like a presence there and i asked my brother one of his girlfriends could see so she claimed she could see so she said highly medicated because she couldn't handle it but he told her to go into the room that i slept in um as this is my adult 
um, young adult adult life. Mm-hmm. And um, later on, I asked him, I, I said, don't tell her nothing. Just say, hey, let's talk in this room and just take her in the room and see what happens. And later on, he said he asked her, hey, did you feel anything in the room? And, you know, it's kind of weird in there, right? And she says, there's a shadow. Uh, they're called Watchers. And it's in the closet. Um, yellow eyes, shadow, short. I didn't research this until later. This is a reoccurring phenomenon. Watchers. And she said, it never harm you. It, they just watch. Like, and, and I don't know if it's in a protective kind of way. But the funny thing is, I don't get hurt a lot. I don't allow a lot of people in. And anyone who has hurt me in, in my past, has always gotten it worse. I don't mean physically. I mean things in their life after doing me the wrong take a downturn. And I can think of, and mostly this is in relationships because again, I don't let people close. Friends can't hurt me. I'm not worried about other, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't get freaked out, guys. <laughs> don't get freaked out. But so I, so look, I totally related to Danny. Um, now, episode two, part two of The Shadow Man. Again, The Shadow Man comes out from under the bed. This time, now, Danny's a little cocky. Now, this is where it doesn't relate to me. Danny's cocky because he's realizing that the shadow thing is attacking the people that have picked on him. Um, so, he has the nerve. He knows he can go out at night because he knows what's attacking the other people. is not going to attack him. So, it's his way of getting in with the girl. Mm. And so... He gets in good with the girl that he likes as his as her tutor. Like, and she's thinking he's all brave because all know, the other kids are scared. I know where this is going. Right? <laughs> so, Danny is now cocky. Shadow Man comes up. I'm the shadow. This is the, something he says all the time. I'm the shadow man. I will never harm the person under whose bed I live. And Danny's like, all right, guy. You know, just um, uh, close the window on your way out and... Because he'll climb through the window to get out, out of the room. And he's so cocky, like, basically telling Shadow Man, this is, you know, go on, do what you do, and just, you know, make sure that you close the door and you know, uh, when you come in and yada yada, right? And so, Danny had told this bully to meet him in the park that night. Danny and the bully meet up. Shadow Man comes out. He's standing behind Danny. And Danny's cocky. Oh, are you scared? And the bully's like, dude, run. He's behind you. And the bully runs off. Danny turns around and he's like, thanks, dude. You know, um, just make sure you don't hurt him too bad. And he keeps walking toward Danny, just breathing. Because he has this breathing, this thing where he just... And Danny's like, dude, what's going on? You, I, I, it's me. You live under my bed. He said, I am the shadow man. I will never harm the person under whose bed I sleep. And Danny's like, I know you live under, or you know, something like I, you live under my bed. He's like, but I'm someone else's shadow man. <laughs> or I live under someone else's bed. And you hear him scream. And that was the end of the shadow man, right? Or the, okay. that 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 show. So just the way it related to me, just just have seeing the shadows, and having this, I would not call it protective, um, but just this feeling like I'm never alone. 
Don't freak out. You can spend the night in my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's <clears throat> the real Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. See, I thought it was going to go a different way. Cause, really? Well, because you know how half of those stories are like moral tales. So I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was going to be something like he hooks up with the girl and ends up spending the night there, and the shadow man shows up, and because he Danny didn't sleep in his bed, the shadow man's like. Well, you ain't um, on your bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I thought it would go that way because the shadow man showed up at the girl's house. Oh, okay. But did not attack her because Danny was there. Uh, Danny didn't know that, though. It was just kind of like you see him out and like just looking like oh, okay. mm, disappointed. Gotcha. I gotcha. Creepy. <laughs> so. Uh, so mine's not nearly as terrifying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did a real show... Um, called The Walk- Walking Distance, okay, which aired way back in 59. It's the fifth episode of season one. Okay. And so in um, in Walking Distance, the main character is Martin Sloan. Uh, he's played by Gig Young, and he's a 36-year-old advertising executive driving his car in the countryside. And so for, that, for Martin Sloan, I have, uh, who I mentioned in the last episode, my adopted father, whose name is Barry. And I picked him because he adopted me and my brother and then got married and then had two of his own children. So in three years' time, he went from single guy to married father of four. (laughs) And I was like, dude, like this guy gave up everything. And like he's one of three kids and neither his sister or brother have ever been married, have no kids. So like he's the only one in his family who like left the like single nice yourself life to go and have a family right and so because of like when you're adopted you often think like i mean this person like sacrificed a lot for me and so occasionally my brother the one that acted like bart simpson Mm -hmm. was a little bit of a stinker (laughs) and i was like dude what what are you doing like we should be thankful (laughs) for everything we're getting don't be a turd (laughs) and so i often would like listen to my dad's stories about his childhood and like maybe he you know thinks about what it would have been like if he had gone a different route in life (laughs) and not adopted and had like instant family and so in this episode he's driving his car in the countryside he stops at a gas station to have his car serviced he talks to the gas attendant about growing up in the area and decides to walk to homewood which is a mile and a half away and it's his hometown where he grew up and he uh starts walking there he gets to the drug store and he orders a um, ice cream soda and it's the same price it was when he was a little kid and he's like talking to the guy behind the counter and and the guy's kind of just acting odd and he walks out and so then he is in the park of this hometown and he sees his younger self carving his name into this bandstand and so he goes up to him and, the, and himself his the 11 year old version of him gets scared and runs away and so he follows him and he comes across his home his actual home and his parents are there the same age they were when he was a kid mm-hmm. and so he's just kind of like and so he's he's calling these people mom and dad and they're looking at him like what mm-hmm. and so they, they kind of shoo him away and he comes across the neighbor who has a brand new car but it's a 1934 and this kid keeps talking about how it's brand new and the the guy Martin Sloan's like brand new like and so he realizes he's not in 1959 he's in 1934 mm. yeah and so 
he kind of just is wandering around the town and he ends up going back to the house and trying to prove to his parents that he is who he says he is. He brings out his wallet, shows his ID, has money that's dated later than 1934. He freaks his mom out. She smacks him. And so he goes back to the park and his dad picks up the wallet. But when he's um, back at the park, he sees his younger self again and he tries talking to him and he's on a merry-go-round and he causes his younger self to fall and hurt his leg and as soon as that happened his leg hurts and so he he tries telling his younger self to like enjoy his youth and his boyhood and not to grow up too fast and then he's carried away and then it shows him sitting there later on his dad comes back with his wallet and he's like I believe you I've seen the money I've seen your driver's license expires in 1960 and he's like there's a time and a place though for everybody like you can't go back to your childhood that's already happened you need to enjoy what's in your adulthood and so then it shows him going back um to that drugstore and now the same soda ice cream soda is 35 cents oh, okay and then it shows him walking back to the gas station and he gets there and he pays and he drives away and then the narration comes over and it just says like every man might think about going back to home but you never can and it's just a little glimmering wish kind of thing and so that's why I thought my dad fit really well because although he did have a childhood and a, a fun young adult life before having this instant family, I know we all know that he absolutely loves having us. Like he wouldn't change anything for it, but we do think he occasionally thinks back to like, what if? You know, but he, do we all though? Have you ever like you had the? Oh whole, yeah. Like, if I could go back to that time, <laughs> especially with how crazy the world is. I wish I could go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are parts to enjoy now. Yeah. yeah. Like, his dad's message was a good one. Like, you can't go back and relive yeah. it, and you don't want to waste all your time thinking about it. You want to enjoy what you have. I think yeah. the biggest waste of childhood is wishing that we were older. Yeah, definitely. And trying to be older. Than and then vice are. versa, though. When you're yeah. grown up trying to think back and wanting to be young, hang mm-hmm. on to your youth. But I think when you're younger, you you try to pursue that quicker. Mm-hmm. Where when you're an adult, you think back on it, but you know you can't. You know that you, there, you don't go back, but enjoy. Like, you learn the life lesson mm-hmm. of enjoy your life right now the way it is and just look back and think of the good times. But as a child, you don't have a past to look back on and say, I wish I would have done that different. Your past is like yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's like as a kid, you're like, Wanting to grow up so fast and you do everything you can to try to get from you're a kid, you try to become a t- preteen. Then when you're a preteen, you can't wait till you're 16. And you do things to try to get to that level and not enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. I like the moral. T- so there we are, the Twilight Zone taught a moral. Yeah. yeah. Taught a moral. So cool. Cool. I like, I like that that you picked that show because it, it was a lot of things to work with mm-hmm. and a lot of different characters and yeah so good job all right i tried yeah so all right any closing thoughts or no what's next that was fun to do though. what's next <laughs> well you, you they're gonna have to listen yeah. and subscribe <laughs> um this has been the tattoo far you can find us on facebook instagram and uh twitter and on our website tattoo far uh t-a-d-t-o f-a-r com and um, please listen and subscribe to our future episodes and uh, thank you very much bye bye, bye. bye.